0: WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM.
1: Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Congressman Bill Heisinger has joined a bipartisan resolution in support of Israel and condemning the attacks carried out by Hamas. Heisinger tells us the attack against Israel by the Gaza-based Hamas is barbaric and cannot be tolerated. Anybody who's paying attention to the news has seen horrific, horrific images and news reports of the kidnappings, the beheadings, just the atrocities that have occurred from Hamas. And I think in their attempt to try to pull in uh, Hezbollah and other groups and organizations that are in favor of eliminating Israel, hopefully that is not going to spread to a wider region conflict and war but i fully support israel and its right to defend itself heisinger says the u.s can provide some aid to israel without the house functioning but he believes the situation underscores the urgency to elect a speaker he's backing steve scalise and is calling on other republicans to join him heisinger expects the first thing the house will vote on following the election of a speaker will be the resolution supporting israel Meanwhile, retired Congressman Fred Upton is watching as the House prepares to make an attempt at electing a new speaker. Upton spoke on MSNBC today, not long after Steve Scalise was nominated for The Post. Upton said Scalise is a friend who works well with others.
0: He has a very pro-energy side of things. He has very good relationships with moderates as well as, obviously, uh, conservatives as well.
1: Upton said that um, Scalise's main rival, Jim Jordan, is far to the right at the very edge. Jim Jordan was one of the 20 Republicans that voted against health research in the 21st Century Cures Act. He voted against and led the effort against a Amber Alert for active shooters that even the NRA was neutral on. A vote was scheduled for Scalise's nomination at one point this afternoon, but then it was canceled. Upton says it won't be easy for anyone to get the 217 votes needed to be the speaker. A vote could come really at any time. The cause of a fatal fire in Benton Harbor on Tuesday is under investigation. The Benton Harbor Department of Public Safety says firefighters responded to the home at 725 McAllister shortly after 10 p.m. on a report of a structure fire. A family of three lived in the home, and the husband and wife managed to get out by the time firefighters arrived. They told firefighters their 39-year-old son was still inside. He was found dead in his upstairs bedroom, overcome by smoke and heat. The mother and father were treated at the scene for smoke inhalation and were taken to Corwell Health South. The names of the victims have not been released. Just about every ninth grade student in Berrien County is scheduled to be at Lake Michigan College on Friday, October 20th for Career Pathway Day 2023. The event is a partnership between Berrien Resa and Michigan Works and is intended to show the students local careers available in six pathways. RISA Assistant Superintendent of Career and Technical Education, Chris Machiniak, tells us there are opportunities in most fields available right in our area. Probably if you're looking at just sheer number of jobs, you're looking at healthcare and manufacturing are the large two. But between the human services and the business pathways, I mean, there's so
0: many different opportunities for our kids, even the smaller ones like the arts and communication.
1: Students will be interacting with engineers, business owners, emergency medical technicians, biologists, agriculture consultants, office managers, and more. Machiniac says the professionals who come out to give presentations are always eager to show young people what they do and inspire them to enter the same field. A
0: lot of the companies, they go through and do the different job fairs and those types of things. We get a lot of buy-in because it's, it's showcasing their career choice, not necessarily their company. And it allows them to kind of showcase that for these young students to energize them, to engage them.
1: Employers representing the fields of manufacturing and engineering, health, human services, arts and communication, business and natural resources and agriculture will be there. Machiniak says he frequently talks to students who found their calling thanks to Career Pathway Day. In all, about 2,000 kids will attend. Lincoln Township Clerk Stacy Lore Porter has been named the chair of the Berrien County Clerks Association. She'll replace new Buffalo Township Clerk Judy Zabicki as Zabicki is moving away from the area. Laura Porter tells us the association is a good way for clerks from all over the county to work together.
0: It's a really good support group for all the clerks in Bering County. I think all the clerks in Berrien County are a part of it, and it includes villages, townships, and cities. And we all work together. We provide educational events that help us do our job better. And it's just a really good networking opportunity.
1: Laura Porter has been Lincoln Township clerk since 2008. She has served as chair of the Berrien County Clerks Association once before, and this term will be for two years. Buchanan City Clerk uh, Kala Langston was named the treasurer of the group to replace Laura Porter in that role. Fundraising for a splash pad in Coloma is well underway, and it was helped by an event held this past weekend at Paw Paw Lake Yacht Club. Coloma Mayor Marsha Hammond tells us the goal is to raise $170,000 to install a splash pad at Randall Park, hopefully starting next spring. The city is using money left by the Leonard family as well as donations to get there. This
0: is not going to be tax dollars that are going to put it there. It's going to be money that we have gotten from fundraisers and support from the communities.
1: Hammond says the local Rotary has made a generous contribution and then the Pink Hat Ladies organized this past Saturday's cash for a splash luncheon and style show at the club.
0: They know each other from the Yacht Club in Coloma. They started walking during COVID because they just needed to get outside, and they talked to us about doing a fashion show, and let's just say they did it upright. They did such a tremendous job. It was really a fun event.
1: Hammond says both businesses and individuals contributed the door prizes, raffle items, and silent auctions for the day. Hammond says the event raised just under $9,000. She tells us the fundraising for the Splash Pad started out a bit slow, but it's been gaining momentum. Anyone can donate to the project by calling Coloma City Hall. And set for this Friday is a chance for anyone to meet and mingle with police officers from across Berrien County. Michigan State Police Trooper Holly Higgs tells us coffee with a cop will be held at the local in Baroda. On hand will be State Police, the Berrien County Sheriff's Department, and the Baroda Lake Township Police Department. They'll answer questions for anyone who stops by.
0: It's just a great opportunity to break down some barriers that we have. Most people don't want to walk up to police officers while we're on the street or in our car. We're kind of not inapproachable. But when we're sitting down over food, it's a a great time to be able to just talk and get to know what some of the concerns are in the community.
1: Higgs says when these events are held, people often express concerns about crimes in their neighborhood and ask about how someone becomes a police officer. She notes most of the contacts uh, that people have with cops are in emergency or stressful situations, so this will be much more laid back. Coffee with a cop will be from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. on Friday, and everyone's invited. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. (music) WSJM News Now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture in Dowazak, where furniture shopping is fun. The war between Israel and Hamas is escalating. Morph, maybe sees Michelle Franzen.
0: 22 Americans now among the 1,200 killed in the weekend Hamas terror attacks in Israel. And in Hamas-controlled Gaza after days of Israeli airstrikes, more than 1,000 Palestinians have been killed. Secretary of State Antony Blinken, before leaving for Israel, says the rescue of Americans being held hostage along with Israelis in Gaza is a priority. We
1: stand resolutely against terrorism.
0: The first U.S. flights with ammunition and weapons arrived in Israel and more aid is on the way. White House National Security Spokesperson John Kirby says one U.S. warship is already in the region. No
1: decisions have been made. I've seen some press reporting out there that, uh, that we've already made some kind of final decision that a second carrier is going to be placed in the Eastern Med. Uh, no operational decisions like that have been made, but she will be heading in that direction. The
0: U.S. trying to keep the war from spreading in the region. That as new reports emerge that Israeli forces exchanged fire with Iranian-backed Hezbollah militants near the Lebanon border today. With continuing coverage, Israel at War, Michelle Franz and ABC News.
1: Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu joined with a top political rival today to create a wartime cabinet overseeing the fight to avenge a stunning weekend attack by Hamas. In the sealed-off Gaza Strip ruled by Hamas, Palestinian suffering mounted as Israel bombardment demolished neighborhoods and the only power plant ran out of fuel. The new cabinet cobbles together a a degree of unity after years of bitterly divisive politics and as the Israeli military appears increasingly likely to launch a ground offensive into Gaza. The new cabinet will consist of Netanyahu as well as Benny Gantz, a senior opposition figure and former defense minister, as well as the current defense minister. It will focus only on the war. Hundreds of Israeli families are working to cope with the loss of their loved ones to Hamas's surprise attack over the weekend. One 16-year-old tells ABC's James Longman in Tel Aviv how he was forced to hide for hours inside his family's kibbutz at the time of the attacks, in the same room his parents were murdered in front of him.
0: Rotem's family was a big, happy place. His parents looked like wonderful human beings, full of joy and love. And by the standards of this country considered liberals they advocate for a better relationship with palestinians you can see that the, the closeness of this family and for that to have been ripped apart was appalling but israelis are, are hit by this because it's a sense that everything they stand for was murdered
1: in the three and a half decades since it began as an underground militant group hamas has pursued a consistently violent strategy aimed at rolling back israeli rule and it's made steady progress, wresting concessions from Israel that eluded its more agreeable rivals, the Palestinian Authority, while also bringing enormous suffering on both sides of the conflict. The stunning incursion last weekend, in which hundreds of Israelis were killed and dozens dragged back into Gaza as captives, is Hamas's deadliest gambit yet. Israel's fierce response could eventually bring about the end of Hamas's rule or persuade its allies to enter the fray. Uncertainty remains the rule in the House following the GOP conference vote to nominate Steve Scalise today to be the next House Speaker. Scalise received 113 votes, but nearly as many Republicans voted either for Jim Jordan or others. Scalise can only afford to lose a handful of votes on the floor. More from ABC's Stephen Portnoy. The closed-door secret vote was split. But Kevin McCarthy's lead detractor, Matt Gates says he'll support his party's nominee. Long live Speaker Scalise. Texas Congressman Troy Nels has reservations. Steve Scalise got 113 votes. That is a majority. But how are you going to convince
0: the other 100 and something of a sudden just say, well, now we're all going to vote for Steve
1: Scalise. Fellow Texan Michael McCall puts it this way. We can't afford this dysfunction. The nation can't afford this. The American people can't afford it. Stephen Portnoy, ABC News, Washington. Heavier than normal turnouts expected today as early voting begins and Ohio is closely watched off-year election. Abortion access and marijuana legalization are on the ballot. Issue 1 is a proposed constitutional amendment that would give every person the right to make and carry out one's own reproductive decisions. The effort follows a string of victories for abortion rights proponents around the country in both Democratic and Republican states. Issue 2 would allow adults age 21 and older to buy and possess up to 2.5 ounces of cannabis and grow plants at home. Purchases would be taxed. The Federal Trade Commission is proposing a new rule that seeks to eliminate junk fees. Those are the hidden fees that can unexpectedly push up prices you pay at checkout. President Biden says the fees can make it harder for families to pay their bills. More from see's Karen Travers. President Biden Wednesday touting what he says is the most comprehensive action ever to eliminate junk fees for consumers. These junk fees may not matter to the wealthy, but they sure matter to working folks in homes like the one I grew up in. The Federal Trade Commission is moving forward with a rule that if it goes into effect, will allow the government to find companies that charge hidden fees for event tickets, hotel bookings, and apartment rentals, and force them to pay back consumers. The Biden administration says this rule could save consumers tens of billions of dollars. Karen Travers, ABC News, Washington. The Chief Justice of the Oklahoma Supreme Court is recommending the removal of a district court judge who exchanged more than 500 text messages with her bailiff during a murder trial. Judge John Kane, the fourth, wrote Tuesday an investigation found District Judge Tracy Soderstrom mocked prosecutors, laughed at the bailiff's comment about a prosecutor's genitals, praised the defense attorney, and called the prosecutor's key witness a liar. The petition goes to the Oklahoma Court on the Judiciary, which will hold a hearing on whether to remove Soderstrom, who is now suspended with pay. A phone call to a number listed for Soderstrom rang, rang unanswered. And it's Here We Go Again, another major sky-high Powerball lottery drawing tonight. ABC's Derek Dennis has more.
0: Get your tickets for real this time. After a whopping 35 weeks of no big Powerball winner, tonight's jackpot is close to an all-time high, $1.73 billion, the second largest prize in Powerball history, the fourth largest prize in all U.S. lottery jackpots. But just so you know, the winning ticket this time won't get all that cash. Uncle Sam takes a big cut, leaving the cash payout after taxes at about 750 56 million, and the odds of winning still not great, about 292 million. So dream on. Derek Dennis, ABC News.